You found yourself on another episode of Locked on Bulls. On today's episode, we're going to talk about DeMar DeRozan leading the way in scoring in a Bulls win over the Portland Trailblazers. Is Kobe White truly on a most improved player of the year run? And Julian Phillips plays his clear best game as a pro. We're going to get into all and more right after this. You are Locked on Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for tuning in to Locked On Bulls, member of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every single day. That's Pat, the designer, host and creator of the Windy City Breeze and host of the Chicago Bears podcast over at ESPN 1000. I'm Hayes, host creator of Chicago Bulls and Chicago Bears Central YouTube pages and podcasts. And the Bulls got a dub today against the Portland Trailblazers, closer than what I would have liked it to be. I mean, the Portland Trailblazers held the league for a total of 59 seconds in this game. The Bulls led the rest of the way other than when it was tied. Uh, DeMar DeRozan did lead the way in scoring, Pat. How do you feel about DeMar's game? Now, I've seen it. I ha- had it over on Central in my live stream. A lot of pl- people kind of blaming DeMar for taking over that game. And the thing that you look at it, nobody else gave a shot in the fourth quarter. DeMar came in and stepped in and did what he does best, and he scored in the fourth quarter when the Bulls didn't. Would I have liked to see some offense go some other places? Yeah, but then Io DeSumo hit the shot that sealed the game as well. So what do you think about DeMar's play and then overall the win? I think that we're not used to having star players that actually do what star players do. That's normally what you would have your number one guy on your team do in those moments. Sure, would I like that number one guy to be Kobe White? I would have. But uh, tonight, Kobe White did not look like uh, the elite specimen uh, that he has been over the the last couple of months of basketball here. Um, mm-hmm. The three ball just wasn't falling for him. Okay, DeMar was a little bit up and down as well. But at the end of the day, once he started getting it going in the fourth, I'm fine with DeMar taking those shots. It separated the game. It, it puts you in a, in a position where, you know, you could take a lead and hold on to a lead. And that, that's... That's fine because as much as we dislike it, DeMar DeRozan is still probably the best player on this team at this point. Blame the blame the front office for that. Um, that has nothing to do with the actual players on the court. I think that in the fourth quarter, though, um, the, the part that... I guess the part that stood out is that once he got it going, you knew he was never going to give it back. Like you knew that the ball was never <laughs> going to get to anybody else. And that's the part where I do want DeMar to show more situational awareness, right? There's times where you can get it to some of those other guys. There's times where, yeah, everybody's focusing on you to make a play. And then all of a sudden, boom, you kick the ball over to, uh, 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 Kobe White in the corner or Julian Phillips in the corner. Or at that point, Alice Caruso was in there. We saw how Io DeSumo into the game, right? It's not that just because you have it going, nobody else should be able to touch the ball. Because you have it going, you know the defense is going to focus on you. That opens up other guys to be able to get shots. So I would like to see that situational awareness open up more, but I didn't really mm-hmm. have an issue with it because, what, 12 of DeMar's 20 points came in that fourth quarter. He had it he going. Took, he took nine shots through three quarters. Uh, yeah. You, you can't be mad at that. And then when you look at the shot breakdown, so in the fourth quarter, Kobe White, 0-4. DeMar DeRozan, 4-5. Io, 1-3. That one was really needed. Julian Phillips, 1-3. for three. Shout yeah. out to Julian for getting shots in the fourth quarter. Andre Drummond was 2-5. Nobody else could hit shots. Yeah. What do you want them to do? Just buy, lose the game by nature because you just don't like them? You, you try going to Franklin rant? <laughs> we built this brick by brick. That's the, the players were using 
this game brick by brick. And you want a new you want a dude to not take shots because you don't like the way he shoots? Come on, man. What are we doing, bro? No, yeah. I mean, it, it, it felt like, you know, it, it was a fourth quarter of struggle in a game that it shouldn't have been. Listen, the Portland Trailblazers are, are dog water. You know what I mean? Like we were sitting here trying to my God. Um uh 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 what's that boy name? I always think Scoot Henderson. Scoot. Always think of when they called him. When they called him and they called him Poot Henderson because how because of how trash he been playing. Hey, bro! Wow, wow! Like they, they they're bad. So I I was upset that we basically didn't just run them over. Um, but I mean, like I, I like I said in that fourth quarter, I'm not losing my mind. Now my my biggest takeaway from that game we were prepping for the show i literally said deandre aiden's not good anymore like he 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 said he you he should get number one mm-hmm. shots and i was just like no you're yeah. number three like we see it like it's clear cut you're the third best option on a bad basketball team he may not even be the third best option uh next season when people develop but like DeAndre Ayton is trash. Like it's just and people like people wanted us to trade Vooch for him. They would have been pissed. <laughs> Y'all kill Vooch when he has an efficient game. Uh, man, DeAndre Ayton is terrible, bro. Like he's he's worse than Vooch defensively. He's not. He's not. See, this is the tough part, right? It's so like talent wise, you can see he's not trash. Yeah, he has talent. He just but doesn't like, like he doesn't care. Yes, every play he made, every move he made today, I was like, he could care less about playing right now. Like when he said he got stuck in his house in an ice storm, bro. I was like, that boy he really just didn't, didn't want to. He was warm. There. It was cold outside. He probably had on an electric blanket. He was playing Spider Man Two on the PS Five. He didn't want to go nowhere. That bro. man called into work. He trying to be. He trying to hundred percent it so he can get to them DLCs once they come out. Man, that's what yeah, he's man. waiting on here, bro. Like it's he, crazy. His his mentality is going. So the Portland's not good. I think that's. My biggest takeaway, and nobody else was really getting it going. Let DeMar go off. I'm fine with what we saw from DeMar DeRozan in that fourth quarter. And I thought, you know, kind of overall. Now, I I think that's where you got to ask that question, though, right? Did you need to see that earlier in the game? And maybe that opens things up for you in the fourth quarter where you can sit down. Again, we said DeMar only took nine shots through that game. Was there a time where maybe somebody else needed to kind of have that takeover moment earlier in the game? Maybe we could talk about that, but like I, it was a game versus Portland, guys. Like you, you're supposed to win these games. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. Uh, <laughs> four turnovers in total from this game. Three of those being from Kobe White. Does that concern you at all? I, I think that's that was a. It was a very un Kobe type of moment for him. There was a lot of turnovers. Um, to me and it, from Kobe White where it was like, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, but I don't think that it's like I'm losing my mind from it. I think that maybe there was some something where he just seemed, it, it just seemed a little off. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, watching Kobe tonight, Kobe was moving through the lane very well. He was efficient getting to the rim, but everything seemed like it was just a half step off. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like the shot just seemed a little bit off. So I don't know if maybe Kobe's dealing with something, but it didn't look like the Kobe White that we've seen. Or maybe it was just a bad game. I wasn't concerned. I wasn't overly concerned about anything from this game. Yeah, I mean, I've... no, there were some things that concerned me in this game, specifically from an execution standpoint. But like, like I said, the, the biggest thing in this game was you, you had two teams that literally shot the ball absolutely garbage from three. Yeah. That's yeah. it. 
That's the biggest thing, story in this to but me. See, like, I think, right, so, like, here's, I guess here's the thing. Am I concerned about certain things? Yeah, but they're things that the players on this team won't fix. <laughs> and it's not to say that, like, they're not trying to fix it. It's that I believe they don't have the skill set to fix it. I said this on uh, um, Friday's episode. Like, the Bulls are losing numbers games. The Bulls mm-hmm. are losing three-point shooting because they don't have enough three-point shooting on this team. Adding Patrick Williams back into that doesn't help that much, right? Julian Phillips comes in. He's a young man who's trying to get his three-point shot back. He was able to knock some down. But the Bulls just don't have enough three-point shooting. So I guess it's not that there aren't things that concerned me in this game. It's the things that concern me. You don't have the players on this team that are going to fix that now, in my opinion. Because, listen, who are we waiting on? Javon Carter to get it back? Is that that what we got coming back? Like? Javon Carter missed the whole rim on one shot, but it got called a foul, so we didn't talk about it. <laughs> bro, when it comes to Javon Carter, bro, like, <laughs> I I was so wrong. You guys know, I can admit it. I was so wrong on Javon right. Carter, bro. I thought at the bare minimum, he was going to be able to bring solid defense and help stretch the floor. And this dude literally, is it, he has more pump fakes than baskets, bro. It's crazy. It's, it's, it's you know what it is. He set himself up. He set himself up for this because the only thing he said coming in was, "I'm going to ch- help change the shooting profile here. That when the ball hits their hands, they're going to let it fly." And it's the only thing that he doesn't do ever. He doesn't, he doesn't do it. He That's set crazy. himself up for the shots that are coming his way. I hope That's he's able crazy. to bounce back. But it listen. I I think that he is a. Uh, Somebody said, somebody said, can we trade Javon Carter at this point? And I was like, Javon Carter helps salaries match. Like, yep. whatever he is on this team at this point, there's some salary matching going on. Yep. And that's it. But next up, we're going to be talking about Kobe White and his run, potentially for a most improved player. Before we get into that, have to talk to you guys about one of our sponsors. The first one up is eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle at a level up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your vehicle every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items and exclusions do apply. The eBay Guarantee Fit, only available to U.S. customers. Now, I also got to talk to you guys about another one of our sponsors, and that is FanDuel. Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some Super Bets. And w- especially with the Super Bowl coming up, now that we know who's in the Super Bowl, you excited about the Super Bowl, Pat? You excited about not in it. Yes, yes. The Detroit's 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs, man. Yeah, so. I, I can care less about anything. Detroit's not in it. 
Okay, fair enough, fair enough. FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a W or two or three. Um, not only can you bet on who will win the Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets for which player will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and much more. New customers join today, and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. All right, Patrick. Kobe White, most improved player you wanted to talk about. Let's talk about it. First things first. I got standing beef with everything Detroit, so ha-ha. The Pistons took y'all win today. Take that, (laughs) which the Pistons took y'all win. The second I saw the Pistons won, the second I saw it, I said they're gonna lose. Like, they're gonna, like <laughs> bad omen, bad omen. Oh, what was it? What what was it uh, in uh, in Avengers? A soul for a soul. That's crazy. Yeah. They traded the soul stone. They That's traded crazy. the soul stone, bro. They gave it to the Pistons for the. T- <laughs> That's crazy. Hey, it is what it is. Uh, hold that L. Uh, no, I I I wanted to talk about this because I I think that. At this point, we're now halfway through the season, and Kobe White has made a case for himself uh, for the most improved player. And I I think when you look at his game coming into this season, the improvement that you've seen from this young man, sometimes you do just got to put the paper on and put the tape on and actually take a look at what we're seeing from him. And the thing about Kobe's how he's making the plays now, how his scoring has improved, how his defense has improved is now we're seeing him do this while consistently getting the shots that we think that he should have taken. And just just so you guys understand how much more Kobe White is actually shooting the ball while improving all of his numbers. Last season in totality, Kobe White took 334 three-pointers, made 128 of them. This season, he's taken 334, and he's made 131 of them. You look at the field goal attempts, uh, uh, he's taken 693 season before, 594. He made 263 in 2022 this year, 317 already knocked down. The consistency that we're seeing from Kobe White, I think, is on a most improved player track. And on a team that you actually can see the most improved part of it, right? Because there's some names on this list. This is, the, this is your top five right now for most improved odds-wise, right? Tyrese Maxey, number one. Alfred Sengun, number two. Scotty Barnes, number three. Kobe White, number four. Tyrese Halliburton is number five. When I look at Maxey and Sengun, okay, Sengun I put in there. Maxey was already good. Yeah, already in their all-star. Like I, 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 why is Tyrese Maxey the the favorite to win this award? Scotty Barnes was already good. Scotty Barnes was a really good player last year, and now all of a sudden he's the most improved. Tyrese Halliburton? Well, you gonna go from all star to superstar? <laughs> <laughs> like I, I don't know. I, I just feel like Kobe White's at a point right now in his career where, um, the the improvement is surprising. And when you see that basically just putting the ball in his hand more doubled all of his production. 
Like I and and the and the percentages haven't dropped off. How many guys do we see that they finally start getting more shots and maybe the percentages stay the same or they start to go the other direction because they've taken so many more shots? Kobe White's percentages have been improved in every stat category. Yeah, that he's, to he's me shooting the ball. To he's shooting the ball the best he has in his career. And it, it's 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 by far. And it, it's good to see Kobe do that, especially with his use. Now, it's not the highest usage rate of his career. His actual highest usage rate was his rookie season. Yep. But this is now tied for the second highest usage rate in his career. And he's shooting the highest true shooting percentages. So, again, volume up, efficiency up. That isn't usually the case. Yeah. That it's it's surprising. It's, it's it's actually staggering to see, and I think that's the other thing too, right? Outside of like his rookie year, this is the most we've seen Kobe get utilized. Yeah. Everybody else has Alperin Sengun has been not nah, maybe not. I'm not going no, to say that. No, because, no, yeah, you I mean, I to me, those are the two names that I have up there for most improved. Those that's to true. me are your two tops because Tyrese Maxey he he got a ton of play in the playoffs. He got a ton of play. Uh, 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 in the regular season, right? He was somebody who was already up. Tyrese Halliburton was the starting point guard on the team and was balling out last year. I mean, like the two names that I think are at the top of this list right now, Alperin Singun and Kobe White. And to me, Kobe White edges him out just a little bit just because I think that Kobe's dealing with a season this year that we can say, ooh, this sucks to say. He has less help than what Singun has down in Houston. Because of how many guys have just been in and out of the lineup, how much Zach, Le the whole Zach Levine saga that we're still in at this point, right? Like, yeah. I, I would say Kobe White has less help, which to me would speak to it being a harder time for him to try and keep his numbers where they are. Yeah, I mean, Kobe's having having a year that you could definitely make the conversation for the most improved player. Like you said, like, Singoon, I do have a little bit above Kobe, and I hate saying that, but... When you look at it too, I got it. It's not just the, the the production. Like the numbers tell you he's the most improved candidate, but then you also got to look at look at how Kobe White today broke down defenses. That wraparound pass to Andre Drummond was a pass that we're not seeing Kobe White make any other year of his career. The way that he's now understanding how he got to the free throw line once today. I think it was I think it was Thibault that was guarding him, where yeah. he literally was going basically full speed, slowed down just a hair of a second, went full speed right again, and got the got the foul call. Those are little things that. People aren't going to pick up unless you slow down and watch the game. But Kobe White's making the decisions that you see veteran smart plays. The basketball IQ is also up exponentially for Kobe White and what he's doing and growing as a point guard. That I just I, I feel like you got it. You 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 have to understand that that's part of the reason why he deserves to be in that conversation completely. Let me ask you this: Do you feel like, and and this is insane coming from me from where I was at with Kobe White to start mm -hmm. the season. But do you feel like once we end up finally getting past this saga, again, looking at the numbers, looking at what he's been able to do, but still having to share so much, do you feel like Kobe White's becoming a player that the Chicago Bulls might have to look to try and build around moving forward? Because these are still numbers with Zach Levine coming back in demanding shots. DeMar DeRozan has taken exponentially less shots, but still you have those moments where DeMar's going to go off in the fourth and he's going to be like, I'm taking seven shots tonight. You just deal with it. <laughs> right? Like, do you feel like you are you could see Kobe White take a jump even past this if that's not a part of the team right now? I, I do, but I think you I think you need some of that support uh, with, with him. For so sure. that's why you hear things like 
you know, they're still looking for win now pieces, but I do think that Kobe White offers it because of one. I, I don't like comparing him and Zach Levine. I hate doing that because I think it gets people into this 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 fight conversation that it doesn't have, have to make be. Zach Levine trash to yeah. make Kobe White good. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And that's not what I'm saying it for, but I am saying this. I could see Kobe White being a player that makes the players around him better than what Zach Levine was able to do because that just wasn't Zach Levine's game. Again, it's not to crap on Zach to make Kobe better, but like Kobe has that type of mindset. Zach was a scorer. Zach is, hey, let me score. Let me get out my way. I'm going to lead that way. Kobe White is, we're seeing him turn into a leader. And I think that's what's helped propel him a little bit even further. Yeah. And I, I would say even, right, like, your win now players that we're talking about, right? We've talked about mm -hmm. the Detroit trade possibility, um, the possibility of moving them to Port, not not Zach, but maybe DeMar to Portland, like all these weird possibilities that have popped up, different things like that. Your win now players maybe don't have to be the level of players that you thought you needed here now because of Kobe White to me. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I honestly that. believe if you went out and you got dudes that, what do you do? I shoot. What do you shoot? Above 40%. That's all I shoot. <laughs> Yeah, you know I mean, if you went out and got those guys, I think that you could get more out of them than possibly what we're getting out of Zach and out of Demar right now. I mean, they have to be. They have to also understand when pass. It's more than just shoot. They have to understand how to operate in the offense. But I do think that if there's something to be said, if you surround this with shooters that have high basketball IQ, there's there's reason to to think like that for sure. No, we got the uh, we got the racist in the comment. Hey, Hayes, we doing something right, baby? Hey, <laughs> whenever whenever the racial slurs come out in the comments, we hey, right. gotta love it, gotta hey, love man. it. Hey, we killing it out here. Hey, man, uh, before we get into this, <laughs> apparently there's a there's a New York Giants channel that's talking about me, which is weird because it's like nobody's thought about you guys in ten years. But go ahead, keep it. Yeah, going. you got Giants beef. I got Giants here? fans you mad at Giants me. Apparently, beef? that's gross. That's crazy. Because y'all right. got Daniel Jones. Like, our quarterback situation ain't great. <laughs> exactly. But it ain't Daniel Jones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, find out who that was. I want to see what they said. Yeah. <laughs> hey, so. man, we're going to get into this final topic where we are going to have to break down Julian Phillips' best game and what that uh, what that ended up going uh, and ended up turning into. Uh, and should he be able to get more minutes because of that. But first, we do have to let you guys know that this episode of Locked On Bulls is brought to you by Quiz. Today, we're going to have some fun and test your Bulls knowledge. So they got some trivia questions on here for us. Uh, Hayes, which player holds the record for most points scored in a single game for the Bulls? A, Derrick Rose, B, Jimmy Butler, C, Scottie Pippen, D, Michael Jordan. Gotta go Jordan on that one. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty yeah. obvious. Like, like I'm, I'm like, are they trying to trip me up? But then I'm like, it gotta be Jordan. Like, listen, bro. If there's ever Bulls trivia, if you say Jordan, you're right 80% of the time. It's like, what are we, what are we doing here? It's just it's Jordan, baby. Uh, but no, uh, it's we gotta tell you guys all about quiz uh with three eyes. It's the next generation in trivia experience. It's also the world's first platform where you can earn money playing knowledge games. And for locked on bulls listeners and fans, they've created NBA quiz games where you can test your knowledge and win real cash money play with friends or other fans and let your knowledge shine all the way to the bank you can play without downloading anything just go to the app.quiz 
NBAQuiz.com and start playing today. NBA Quiz is the ultimate knowledge channel for fans that live and breathe basketball. So go to it, go to the app.quiz.com to test your knowledge and win cast today. That's quiz with three eyes, just like the three pointer play. Now showcase your skills, take cash home and uh, go to app.quiz with three eyes.com where fans become champions. You want to check out quiz? Hayes, big quiz guy. I actually used to play Quizlet all the time, so I may Ooh. actually go do that. So I was a big fan of Quiznos back in the day. So yeah, you know, okay. I, I okay. might. Uh, I mean, Quiznos I might just... into, into quizzes. That that's that's the transition you're making. Yeah, there? that's where I was going with that. Okay, hey, listen. I mean, teach Quiznos is cool. All till they came out with that like creepy rat puppet commercial that basically ended their company. Yeah, what? you said what? That was their first commercial. Then they moved on from it. They got big well after that. that Did they? I I only remember seeing that after I already knew about Quiznos. Bro, that was hilarious, Bro, man. That commercial oh. was creepy, though. Bro, that commercial was wild. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, with that said, brother, uh, that's, that's actually really, really funny. Julie Phillips, bro, checked in. With five minutes left in the first quarter, he ends up playing over 20 minutes in this game. Again, with the preface of it, it was the Portland Trailblazers that he yep. was playing against. So I do want to preface that. But even then, 11 points, uh, two rebounds, one assist, one block, a plus minus of plus four, tied for the third highest plus minus on the team. Julian Phillips played really good today, gave some really good minutes, gave some good energy, gave some good defense. Do you think that Julian Phillips should be getting more minutes? Yes. Um, and it shouldn't be because somebody's coming back. And I think that's the the Bulls biggest problem that just because somebody's out of the lineup, that means that, you know, somebody else has to lose the trust that I believe that they've been able to build up the, the, the proof that they've been able to go out there and show. And Billy Donovan had a lot of praise for Julian Phillips after the mm -hmm. game, basically saying he's a quick learner. But here's the thing about Julian Phillips that, listen, this is best game versus Portland. That's the caveat, right? But every game Julian Phillips has checked it. Julian Phillips has made some kind of impact play defensively. He is always cutting at what seems to me to be the right time. It always seems like he has a ridiculously high basketball IQ and it never seems like the moment is too big for him on the court. Why wouldn't we want that player to get more minutes on the court? Why wouldn't we want to utilize that player and actually develop that young player? Mm. Like, I, I think just from the instincts that I see from this kid, Julian Phillips has all the instincts that Bulls fans want Patrick Williams to develop. Now, Patrick Williams may have a better skill set right now. I think he's a better shooter. I think he's stronger. I think he's better going to the basket, all that. But the basketball instincts that I see from this young man, to me, are already leaps and bounds better than what we've seen from P. Will in three years in the NBA. And if I can take that and develop the shooting, develop the uh, 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 ability to finish at the rim and different things like that, you, why wouldn't I want to put him on the court? Here's and so I explained it like this because I know people a lot of people are asking, well, why doesn't Julian play more? And the thing that I always look at is that 
in the G League, he's able to do more. He's able to have the ball go through him. He's been able to score as much as he wants, working his dribbling, things like that. And so when you're trying to round out a player's skill set, keep in mind, too, they were trying to adjust his three-point shot back to how it was in high school after his college coaches jacked it up. I understand why he was playing in the G League. I'm not going to say he deserves minutes once everybody's back healthy or, or, or he's he's going to still play. But I think at, I look at it this way. You got Torrey Craig. You got Patrick Williams out there. This is the time where you do play, period. Yeah. I, well, I, and, and especially when he's not. Yes, it was a game against Portland. We got Toronto coming up on Tuesday. Uh, give him that opportunity. See how it does against a better team in Toronto. And then, you know, you, you can make your decisions based off further minutes there. But to me, you at this point now with how he played today, you let him keep getting opportunities to earn minutes. You don't just take it away from him. Let yep. him keep earning those minutes. I think I think the tough part for me is, right, like, I feel like we use the G League almost to players' detriments because we... I can understand that. Like, let's be real. <laughs> what more is Adama Sinago learning down there? He's putting up 20... And you watch more G League games than I have. He's putting up 20-plus points every time I see him on the court. Like he's dominating at the G League level. What what more is Julian Phillips? And, and I've seen a, a, probably more of Julian Phillips down there than I have Sanago. Because at this point, I don't even I know he's good enough to come up and play at the NBA level. Like, at what point do you say, yes, you're getting to do this on the court every day, mm-hmm. but you being in Bulls practices, you being up here competing against NBA players every day, those are the things that are going to make you even better. I need to see that more consistent than going down there and hooping up against these G League guys. There's some guys that need it. Unorop Batim, he hey, needs to be down there. Well, no. <laughs> Did you see him lately? Bro, he started off shooting 22% from three. He's all the way up now to over 40%. No, he's learned and adapted at this point now. And, he's, and he's definitely he's definitely yeah. getting better for sure. Yeah. But but that it, it's it's definitely just like I'm letting it fly. You know, oh, I'm not sure. seeing oh, as for sure. Absolutely. I'm not seeing yeah. as much of the, you know, over overseas. He was like, let me take you to the bucket real quick and flush you real. You know what I mean? Like he's still, he's still got to build the strength so, up to me. Now, so again, uh, he's gotten even higher since then. So this is how well he's been playing now lately. He's at, he's taking seven three pointers per game. He's now hitting that at a 45% clip. Like I said, he started off shooting 25% Hey. But but so I think that that's part of it too, though. I think that yeah. once they've committed to, because I agree with you, Dama Sanogo, somebody who's played a lot of college basketball, uh, you had some questions about adjusting to the speed of the game, things like that. He, he's now going into the G League, and basically he's G League Shaq. Nobody's stopping Adama Sanogo <laughs> in the G League. Nobody's stopping him. He literally is walking on the gym like, "Yep, I'm, I see. I'm going to get my Bro, twenty tonight." It's so bad. I saw him bacon wrap somebody. He can't do that in the NBA, bro. No. You know no. he can't do that in the NBA, but it's yeah. so bad. He like, but y'all I also, think, I also think there's something to be said about maybe now that we have a player development staff, that they're really trying to allow them that seasoning down there to, to get that staff. Because keep in mind, the staff doesn't always travel with the team. So, I, again, I'm trying to I'm trying to add logic to it. But outside of the, the logic that I'm trying to apply to it, yeah. NBA minutes are always going to be better if you can get them consistently. That's the biggest thing. If you can get them consistently. So you you have to weigh yourself. Is the 10 minutes that Julian Phillips is probably going to get when Patrick Williams comes back worth more than the 25 minutes in the G League? And to me, at this point, I would say yes, yeah. because we've seen him average 20 and 10 in the G League. 
And I think here's the thing with with Sonogo, with Julian Phillips, maybe Batim is getting himself to a point where we can start to have that conversation about him as well. But I need to see it for more than I think it's been like the last six games. He's really been cooking. Um, when you're sitting here at this point talking about what do these guys look like when they get on the floor? Mm-hmm. This, this ain't Marco Simonovic, guys. Right? Remember, every time Marco on the floor, he looked lost. What's he doing? Why is he at the top of the key with his hands doing it? He's waiting to shoot the basketball. No, get get out the way. Go down there with the big people. Oh, Jesus, you got dunked on again. Sit down. Sit down. Stop getting dunked on. Sit down. We haven't seen that when these guys have gotten on the floor. In fact, both of these guys have looked like they belong in the NBA when we've seen them on the floor. So I think to me, right, like if – if you're talking about Julian Phillips getting consistent minutes, even if it's, you know, 10 minutes at the end of the game or you're getting them in here and there and different things like that just to try and fill different spots, like it's going to be more impactful because he's going to be able to get real NBA players going up against it, right? Like, remember, everybody was like, oh, Dalen Terry defended LeBron on the play. He was doing great. Like, I laughed at that because it's like, what's he supposed to do? But at the same time, he is guarding LeBron. Yeah. It's a lot different than guarding G League LeBron, who's probably not going to make the league. <laughs> I don't even know who the G League LeBron is at this point. It used to be uh, old boy that was on the Lakers, but I don't, I don't know who the best player in the G League is right now. Oh, <laughs> Listen, but yeah, we'll see. I don't know, man. I just I, I want to see the Bulls actually start to develop some of these young pieces and, and get to utilize. And that's the that's the biggest issue with Bulls fans right now. Like we're all looking mm-hmm. around and we're like, what's the future of this team? Maybe some of these guys are. Let's see if we can put them on the floor. Maybe. Yeah. We'll see. Maybe. We'll see. But hey, appreciate you guys for tuning in and showing love. Hit that like button. Subscribe to the page. Follow us on everything at Locked On Bulls. You can follow me on everything at Path the Designer. Appreciate you guys for showing love. Absolutely. Well, thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Locked on Bulls. We are free and available on every podcasting app and platform of your choice, as well as YouTube. For Path the Designer, I'm Hayes. It's been Locked on Bulls, and we out here. Peace, y'all. Peace. Oh, wait. Hold on. Hold on. That's a win. Oh, wait, wait, wait. We ain't had win. one of these in a while. You got to stop robbing people of the of the win music. Well, we ain't had no wins in a couple of days. This is facts. This is facts. Go ahead, brother. Peace.